Hey, everybody, this is Wise Guy Talks episode, my gosh, what are we up to? What did I say, 35? Yeah, this is 35. And what we're, uh, tonight's episode is going to be called Indictment of the Grand Jury. Breaking news. <laughs> Indictments of the Grand Jury. Oh, my gosh, I got to turn your volume down. You're killing me. Don't yell over there. It's, it's the Asian guy. So... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I did not say that. It was the Asian guy saying the Asian guy for all you politically <laughs> correct uh, guys out there. So today um, I get a text from uh, one of my reliable sources telling me that two of our school board members, uh, I'll just read the indictment directly. It says, indictments of the grand jury. Carol CISD trustees Michelle F. Moore and Todd Andrew Carlton uh, on conspiracy to circumvent for secret deliberations. And that just broke today. I put it up on Wise Guy Talks the blog. Just look up indictments of the grand jury and you will find that. It's all searchable. And uh, you can read the actual, I guess you call it a charge sheet. I don't know what you call it. But uh, Nathan, Cato, I know everybody's confused, but you have multiple. People need to realize that the Vietnamese have like six different names. And I haven't settled down on exactly what name I want to call Cato. I like to call him Cato. You okay with that? Yeah, Cato okay. as into as Cato from the Pink Panther. Green or Hornet. Or Green, Cato well, from uh, ancient Roman Cato or Cato oh from the gosh, Green Lantern or go. which which no, Cato are we talking about? I'm not the statement. All right, Cato. So, um, so to preclude any confusion, is what we're talking about here is we've got two of our school board members. One uh, that uh, have this indictment by the grand jury, I believe it's a misdemeanor. I believe that they play, paid five hundred bucks, and I am pretty damn sure that neither one of them mentioned boo about it tonight in the school board meeting, because I listened to most of it. But they did go into executive session at seven o'clock, so I haven't heard what's happened after they got out of executive session. One of the things they were going to talk about that was on the agenda for. Exec- uh, executive session was deliberation of appointment employees, evaluation, reassessment, uh, duties, discipline, or dismiss of various employees, hear complaints, charges against officers or employees. And then the other one is possible uh, reorganization and restructuring of administrative staff, including cabinet. So, so irony of ironies, they were supposed to handle HR business tonight. And they've got a big HR matzo ball hanging out there. <laughs> matzo ball, I like that. So, the, but but clarify something for me. I mean, I saw the I saw the text earlier. Um, I I could have sworn the sheet said one April on it. So this actually happened last Thursday, or was it not delivered up until today? Yeah, I I think it has to just go through the the uh, judiciary paper paper mill. And I don't think just because it happens on a specific day, it's not made public on that specific okay. day. So I, I don't know, but I can assure you that I'm looking for on the mugshot mug site right now. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, man, that would, I was fantasizing about perp walks next to the sugar plum fairies and all that business. Yeah, they only do that to, to our public. Yeah, right. So of course. they don't need to worry about it. Well, what, I don't know about They only do that to Roger Stone. Yeah, yeah that's what, the guy I was trying to think of. Yeah, whatever the case is, I, I really like to have due process, I, honestly. Uh, whether it is Well, you don't think that they were beneficiaries of due process in this? Well, I believe that due process, we have to allow them the defense, right? Okay. So well, that's so I don't think it's good news. I mean, yeah. I- if this is true that they uh, 
they are guilty of whatever you know conspiracy that they did. I think it's South Lake is a great community. How did this happen? It's shocking. Are you being platitudinal right now? Uh, no. Sounds like it. Well, I, I'm looking at it from the perspective of these are trustees of the school board who violated the provisions of the Texas Open Meetings Act, and they've been indicted on that. Um, relate. This is related to the uh, lawsuit that was filed earlier in the year. And they're trustees, right? These are people that are supposed to be out there Have standing the up the for – the stakeholders, exactly. the children, the parents, the teachers. Well, as the name implies, trustee, which Correct. means we give them our trust from a community standpoint. And and my, I mean, my serious concern in all this, and this is a very serious matter. I don't mean to make light of it. Um, and it's impacting them personally right now. And it cannot be fun what they're going through. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's it's hell. But my problem is, has it so fractured the community, what they brought upon us, uh, this whole CCAP mess? Um, do you think that, that the school board can still function as it's currently no, provisioned? No, I, 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 think, I think this calls for resignations. Or at a minimum, uh, they should recuse themselves from any official voting. Um, because they're voting on our behalf, right? Right. So I, I don't trust well, them. You to can't do that. Do that. You can't. Re, you can't go and through. Now you don't have process. a quorum. So exactly. So really, truly, to me, the the right thing to do for the community um, would be for them to just step down and leave gracefully, and and just go ahead and close the door on us. And let's have a spe And I think you recommended special election. I did one, and I really I like that idea. I like that quite a bit because. Now the community realizes that this is not a garden club, all right? This is not a social club. This is serious business, and it has national implications. you got Lester Holt coming into town with his little acolytes, you know, trying to rake mud on us. And, and what, what this school board brings onto our community is important, and it matters. Nathan? Has this ever happened in CISD? I'm not aware of it because – uh, I've never heard of anything like this happening in CS CISD. So this whole thing, whole thing started because of CCAP. Well, okay. In all fairness, the opposing party, if they were sitting here, would tell you that it started because there was systemic racism in the community vis-a-vis -a, -vis a video that came out where all the kids that were in there were branded as card-carrying racist. And that's where it began. And then there was a plaque uh, Mr. Cornish, that was defaced. We never found out who did that. Uh, unfortunately, there's no video of it. Um, one of the most <laughs> high, uh, most concentratedly surveilled parts of South Lake has no video of it happening. And, and then I think another knucklehead teenager was singing one of these rap songs, dropping the N-word, and that went viral, went around the world. So as a result... They were able to come in with what I call the Trojan horse, uh, come into town and you know, like camel sticking its nose under the tent. They were able to uh, charge the whole community with systemic racism. So that's probably what came first. Everybody uh, started clutching their pearls in their purse. And so we have to do something. We have to do something. And uh, we they put together all these different committees at the city, city level and school level. Both they did this and they played right into the hands of these guys right into their hands so moving forward uh so they should resign uh well let's just take a vote i mean we have a quorum uh wise guy talks here so well uh, i think 
I think they should, you know, do the honor and just resign and give us, you know, the opportunity to have an election. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's uh, the eyes have it, the motion's passed. So, uh, again, it's a sad thing, but um, it I hate to say it is what it is, but, uh, you know, you just can't have what they call a walking quorum, and, and you can't. The whole idea of public bodies, public entities, are for what they do. The discussions that they have happen within earshot of all of us. It can't be held privately. You can't send text. You can't have, you know, a walking quorum, I think is what they call it. So, Well, talking about election, we do have an election right now. So there are two candidates that are running yeah, on. And, and I know you're about to go with this, but and there is a very strong political uh, component to what's going on here, for sure. I mean, I was at, I listened to the Zoom, or, me, or I listened to the school board meeting tonight, and the guys are still just going up. The community is just ripped apart and just beating each other up left and right. Yeah, they, I mean, I think they, they do bear some responsibility for that, right? It's a lack of leadership. I get it, right? The school board, the trustees on the school board are not remunerated. It's it's a thankless job in many ways, but this is serious business. Yeah. Um, and if you're not ready for the serious business, then you don't need to throw your hat in the ring uh, because it's, like you said, it's not a social club. Right. And this is serious business. And, I, you know, I get it. They're not getting paid. Well, we're not getting paid either, right? This is important to us. That's why we're talking about it. All right. So you were about to ask a question. I think I know what's going, but well, right now we have an election, and don't you think it's up to the voters to actually vet who's running for office, what school board, and make sure that we have accountability? Okay, I'm trying to follow you. Keep going. Okay, and I think there's two candidates that I, I have talked about, and uh, they are great candidates that I support, and Wait. they are the other two. I don't. I don't have any trust at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, the problem is how do you get to the people that are in the middle that are, that are looking at, uh, particularly looking at Linda and saying, well, you know, man, she's, she's done so much for the community. I mean, she's been so involved. She's, I mean, done years of public service, whether it's through the Carroll Educational Fund CEF or other entities that she's belonged to. Well, I don't how, how do you talk to a so person like that and say, you know, she may be the best person in the world for doing those kind of volunteer things, but her ideology is toxic and it's bad for this community. Well, it's a, an election is basically a job interview. So you've got to tell the community You've got to give your community the statement of value that you're going to bring to the board for that position. So I, I got it, right? She's, uh, she's done all these excellent things in terms of volunteerism, uh, Grace Gala, uh, band boosters, water polo boosters, all this stuff. And that's great. We need that. But that's not an entitlement to the school board. It's not an endowment, right? Yeah. This is serious business. So my question is, how are you going to comport yourself as a trustee on the school board? And we, we've talked about this at length. We talked about this right. in our last episode, right? About the, we did. The, the philosophy behind the tweet. Right. And that's my major concern with that particular candidate. Well, th well that's Linda, and she put out the, um, you know, stay home. Or, or 
I'll fill in there for Stay the F home. Yeah, stay the F home. But actually, she used the full P-H-U-C-K word. Well, and I'm sure that if she were on the board, she would have voted tonight to say, wear your effing mask. Right. Right? To the kids. Right. But but can you imagine part of the code of conduct? I'm sure there's a language component to it where the the kids, you know, if if you were to say something like that to the teacher, you know, hey, teacher, set the P-H-U-C-K down. What do you think would happen? Or well, teacher, put your P-H-U-C-K mask on. Unless you're a little Sark brown shirt outside the administration building dancing around talking things up. Then you can say steppers. whatever you want to the parents, yeah. right? One of our little local goose steppers that, you know, and, and they don't even realize it, but what they're really trying to usher in is Jim Crow laws phase two. I mean, really and truly, uh, these are black codes straight from, you know, the – uh, right after a civil war during Reconstruction, it's Jim Crow light. And and the thing I, I, that I get most annoyed by it is where they take the individual characteristic, let's say of you, Juan. Let's say you do something really stupid. Doesn't it, happen. <laughs> this is pure hypothetical. <laughs> so I'm sure your wife could find nothing to qualify you in this category. And then if I attribute that to your entire race, your individual characteristic. If I contribute that to your entire group, what do we call that? That's racism. Yeah, thank you. Took Nathan still. But it, but it's but it's more than that, because you've when you do that, you've just destroyed the individual nature of that human person. You've taken away their ability to have any kind of redemption. You've objectified that entire demographic, and that's what they are doing to minorities in this country right now. They're right. doing it, not the people they call racist. They're, we don't have a problem with systemic racism. We have a problem with systemic nihilism. They want to destroy the institutions that made this country great. That's right. And I, I can't help but thinking uh, a lot of this is our fault as parents because we have not been in Involved and engaged with our schools and our school boards and insisted that we teach them American history and the greatness of the founding fathers. And we let the garbage of 1619 come out for one second. That genie should have been put back in the bottle immediately. Why? And particularly kids that immigrate here, first, second generation immigrants, they should be taught the greatness of what this country is all about. They really should be. And and it, it kind of breaks my heart when I, I see them jumping up and down on the American flag and they get a total pass on that. And I believe that that was a, a, a young lady that had immigrated here from Mexico, or at least she was second generation. So I think she's still a minor, so the name will go on mentioned. But, uh, you, you know, the, these guys get a total pass for it, and I think it's because they don't really have necessarily respect for the American history, the Western culture that it was built on. Somehow or another, that's supposed to be a racist comment now to call it uh, uh, Western culture. So going back to uh, the election, I, I think this one candidate, Linda, Linda Warner, well, she initially she came out in support of CCAP. Right. But now... The, the last forum, the debate forum, she has come out saying that she's not for CCAP. Now, to me, that's, that's being dishonest. Well, <coughs> and I know that she's been adopted pretty much by, I, I'm sitting here looking at an official post off of South Lake Arc, which is Sark, how clever. And uh, we are endorsing Linda Warner for place five on 
the uh, the school board. And these are the guys that, in my mind, they are the worst kind of racist that that uh, society can have. You know, and, and they're trying to paint people, you know, based on immutable characteristics. They're trying to paint them generally. I mean, these, these are the same knuckleheads that stood out and yelled at all the parents that came out of the school board and called us racist and told them, uh, hey, hey, ho, 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 racist parents got to go. And these are the same guys that get pissed off when I tell them to move back to Chicago and Illinois. And they're telling me, hey, hey, ho, ho, it's time for racist parents to go. First of all, they don't know me. They don't have a clue what I'm about. If I'm a racist, why the hell are you guys in my house right now? Well, these are also the same kids that Ed Hernandez wants to be able to sit in judgment of your kids. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine the uh, the court of Sark, uh, you know, dishing up a little bit of revenge on your kids. Right. When they came in, come and in. It doesn't even have to be a, 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 a an accurate accusation. It just has to be whatever nonverbal, unintended microaggression they right. come up with. And now your child has to stand up in front of a court of his quote unquote peers, peers. who don't know Jack about life because yeah. they haven't lived it for five minutes. Right. And he's got to tell their story in their words with his mouth. That's compelled speech, by the way. So Unconstitutional. I, I, I think where I'd like for this to kind of wind up, because you've had a long day, you work your butt off, uh, you capitalist pig, <laughs> and both of you guys. No, I, I reject the term capitalist. <laughs> That's Marxist you, term. You, uh, I like really free market. Free market. Free market. Free market, you free market pig. And pig. Yeah. yeah. Well, pig's okay. <laughs> Is this the year of the pig, by the way, on no, Chinese it's, calendar? It's the, the year of the buffalo, right? Yeah, the buffalo. Buffalo? They don't have buffaloes in China. Water buffalo. Oh, water buffalo. Yeah. Okay, so it's a year of the water buffalo. Yep. Not, not uh, you know, buffalo wings. Okay. But w- I, what, what I want to ask people to do, and, and you guys can tell me how you're doing this in your own little part, but I, I want to see a million points of courage. I want to see every adult, you know, that cares about this country and they care about what's going on and they they've opened up their mind to understand that this is not about systemic white racism in our community what it is about is ultimately about wokeism and wokeism is just a a fancy new age slogan for Karl marxism i mean it's straight up what it is and i know that the parents tonight at the school board well, i'm tired of them calling me marxist i'm like well quit acting like one and we'll quit calling you one right but, but they don't know what that is they don't have a clue they really don't have a clue but but the point that i want to make is i want parents to start showing bravery in little ways just little baby steps push back every time you get a chance push back against your employer i'm pushing back with my employer on diversity training right now and i'm trying to show them how it is anything but what they think that it is, how that it's causing so much hate and discontent within the corporation. And, and I, think, I think of enough people, for example, you know, pull up to uh, Starbucks that don't have their mask on and just walk in the door and say to hell with it, I'm not going to wear my mask, whatever. Little teeny acts of courage is what I'm asking for. And what would that courage look like uh, to you, Warren. Well, you know, I think it has to do with exactly what you're talking about. You have to be willing to stand up and speak the truth as you understand it. Right. And if you don't understand it, then you don't speak it. Right. So I'm specifically talking to the young kids. If you're not sure about something, research. Ask someone. Look it up. Read a book. But read more than one book. And I'm not talking about Robin DiAngelo, White Fragility, <laughs> bullcrap. Um, 
it's interesting you brought brought up the pushback on your employer today because I, I had a conversation today with somebody at my employment, and I won't go into details, but I will say that I told them, yes, I support diversity and inclusion as they're defined in Webster's Dictionary. And if you want to make me your diversity and inclusion czar, I will make sure that all these young people get trained proper woke Twitter mob, Twitter mob. And yes, I use the word because it actually used to mean something very specific when yeah. I was a child. Right. And that meaning is still resonates with me. Okay. Yeah. And, and I won't tell you why, but let's just say I have some family members that that applies to from yeah. way back. Some of whom have passed on. Yeah. What, what would that courage look like to you, Nathan? I see with you all the time. I mean, you're a well, courage is this. I think it's, it's enough is enough. I think there's no, there's no point in trying to negotiate with someone that, that does not believe uh, what you believe in. I mean, they've got to be reasoning behind coming together, and they don't believe in reason. Yeah. If you don't believe in reason, why should I negotiate with you? Right. I, I quoted you in my more, more one of my more recent uh, blog posts. I called "There's No Negotiating with the Executioner," and I gave I gave credit to Cato for that. Yeah, so I think courage is uh, is about time that we push back. Yeah, I think we have been complacent in everything that we do. Right, it's about time we stood up and actually fight back. Yeah. W one thing on, and I don't want to go into a big discussion on DIE. But diversity uh, is one of the ones that kind of jumped out in what you were just talking about. And people need to realize that diversity just doesn't simply mean that you're gay. It doesn't mean that you're black. It doesn't mean that you're white. Within the context of a corporation, within a company, you want diverse people working there. But you want diverse people as far as their thought process goes. You want diverse people uh, along lines of intellect. They're intellectually qualified to have that job. The diversity that the other side's thinking about is, hey, because of your skin color, you get to jump the line. You get to get in front of everybody else. And does that serve the company? Does that, does that make the best rocket ship? Does that get you landed on the moon, getting somebody that got a job because of their skin color or because of the diversity of their intellect? I would say that the outward characteristics of an individual, their skin color, their height, their weight, their hair color, whatever, immutable. their accent, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're immutable. They're the least important aspects of diversity. Right. Right. It's, it's what you said. It's all about uh, diversity of thought, diversity of perspective. But we all bring to the table something that is not diverse. It's universal. And that is the ability... To, to use logic and reason to develop solutions and collaborate with each other. So when you talked about, you know, who builds the best rocket ship, who is the best uh, heart surgeon? If you are concerned that somebody of another race can't make it because, and you're saying, well, you, that's just your code language because you only want white males. Well, I mean, look at Dr. Ben Carson. Dog whistle. And, and, and my question to you would be, Who's the racist here? Right. Right. Because I, I think the, the worst thing that can happen to a particular race is to catch the rap that the only reason you got that job was because of skin color. And, and that would be that's a horrible thing to have wrapped around your your neck. That's a that's a yoke on your back that 
is just a horrible thing. And that's, that's where this whole diversity garbage gets us uh, as far as espoused by the people on the left. Because when they're thinking diversity, they're not thinking what Juan and uh, uh, Cato is thinking and, and myself. Well, if diversity is about race, culture, and sexuality, I don't want it. I think that's more, you want u- real unity is right. integrate, integration. I mean, to integrate into a society based on shared values. I think that's how unity works. Right. But, but in your business, I mean, would you ever consider hiring a, a technician based on their skin color? Or do you care about the quality of the product that they can put out, how quickly, how efficient? And also, one of the other uh, uh, great gradients on this scale is not only intellect, but it's also your, your human em- empathy, your, your, the way that you relate to people. That's extremely important. Well, let's say you, you, have, you, you go into surgery. Do you want the best surgeon to operate your brain, or do you want someone because of higher based on diversity? Right. Now, that, but that is the ultimate extrapolation of where this discussion on diversity goes. So, but I, uh, I think we need to let Juan get home. It's been a long day for him. I appreciate so much. You know, you guys, you go put in a long day, you work hard, and then you come in here and uh, we banter back and forth, and I think it's been a good show. Does anybody have any closing comments they want to make? Yeah, I, I just want to tag on to that thought that uh, you and, and Cato were just talking about. There, there was a time in our country, I think, when it was appropriate to say, I have two men here, two women, whatever it is, a man and a woman. They're both equally qualified for this position. And one of them comes from uh, a demographic strata that's been disadvantaged. And there are concrete examples of that happening in our society. And we're not saying that hasn't happened. And I think it's appropriate at times like that to say, this person deserves an opportunity. Because everybody needs to have the opportunity, opportunity being the key word, Right. To lift themselves up, right, and succeed in our society. Um, but I think based on race, that time has largely passed. And now what we're seeing is we're seeing an effort um, to just reject reality altogether. And, and we can't do that. We can't do that. Right. I agree. I mean, that's I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. It just when you get to the point where you just hire people based on race alone or a certain, you know, attribute. I, I'm laughing here because as I'm closing, another thought came in my mind, and I'm looking at this diversity council that Biden, Joe Biden, um, has put up in the military. And, I mean, there are fitting pregnant women with flight suits. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here going, if I'm Chinese, if I'm Russian, if I'm Iranian, I am laughing my ass off. Let me bring this back closer to home when you talked about diversity council. So we have our own diversity council. And I've gotten this question quite often from people who are not on my side of the issue. Did you, Will, did you throw your name in the ring? Did you apply to be part of the diversity council? The answer is yes, I did, but I wasn't chosen. But you know what? No one knows why, because there's absolutely zero transparency in who was selected and how people were selected for the diversity council. Right. And there still isn't. All I know is the characters that are that I see on these uh, diversity, and they're general grade officers. I mean, these are high up guys and and gals, and they have a long track record of beating up on conservatives publicly, and they're they're unashamed about it. Well, those those are the guys that talk about diversity, and they want to hire, or they want to give the opportunities to the quote unquote disadvantaged 
marginalized groups, but they're not doing it based on the idea that this person deserves an opportunity. They're doing it because they're looking for something in return, gratitude, yeah. right? So it goes back to this point about what you were saying earlier where uh, you, you get a position and somebody says, well, you only got that position because of X, and it, it diminishes right. the value right. that you bring to the table. Those people are poison. They're toxic. They are. Well, you don't see diversity in sports, do you? <laughs> well, why not? Well, yeah, but see, that's but that's a good. That's actually, I, I thought we were going to wrap this up, but we're not because I have to tell you, I have not seen a lot of Vietnamese basketball stars. <laughs> I have not. I mean, I'm looking. Yeah, until that. But I day, haven't. Until that day, you know, that's when you you can say that America has reached diversity <laughs> utopia. Well, but but it's a slanted ideology because they want diversity in, in in many different things, you know, in the army, United States, you know, Marine Corps, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't want diversity in things like basketball and football and baseball and. And there's one industry that I really. So well, and, and I think they'd be surprised to learn that the Vietnamese community and the Mexican community. And the Honduran community, the fact that we're not represented in the NBA, we don't care. Right. We don't care. Right. We have other things. We don't care. Right. And, and, and these are the same guys that uh, refuse to uh, stand for the flag. Yeah, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole. But I, I think we're going to wrap up 35, uh, the big indictment. That's what this conversation started on. And uh, you can find me on Wise Guy Talks, the blog, and everything else kind of shoots off from there. But uh, we're all over the place, uh, podcasts on Spotify, on uh, Facebook, Wise Guy Talks. I'm starting to pump more and more uh, content onto the Facebook page. And as always, my deepest gratitude and thanks to Nato Cato, my man, Juan. Appreciate you very much. Thanks for not getting killed when you were out there uh, defending our country. And uh, it's been a great show. Guys, take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.